Welcome to Snacks Weekly on Data Science. This podcast is all about making data science and machine learning knowledge accessible and less intimidating. Today, our topic is about customer segmentation and how to make it happen using a very simple yet powerful machine learning algorithm. This topic is based on a tech blog with the title Introduction to Clustering-Based Customer Segmentation, written by a data scientist from Microsoft. You can find the link to the blog in this episode's description for the reference. Throughout this episode, we'll dissect the topic from both business and data science angles. Now let's dive in. On the business side, let's take a look at what is customer segmentation. Customer segmentation is a fundamental technique in business and marketing analytics, enabling the company to dive deeper into user behaviors and patterns associated with their product and services. There are multiple places where customer segmentation will be used in the product and the marketing settings. On the product side, it is not uncommon to see companies have different mobile apps developed for different country for their localization needs. On the marketing side, it is very important to understand which type of behaviors these customers have. For example, when we're trying to prevent churns from happening, it's important to know which type of customers or which group of customers is likely to be churned in the next one week or one month so that one can use targeted email marketing approaches or notifications to address that specific needs. Now we know what is customer segmentation. Let's take a look at the four major types of segmentation basis. The first one is about demographics. This is very commonly seen, including ages, gender, income, education, social status, etc. The second one is about geographics. As what we have described in the previous example, uh, this geographics segmentation, including countries, regimes, and the size of population, etc. The third type of the segmentation is psychographic. This is more about the customer's attitude and the belief on different uh, statements. The fourth part is behavior segmentation where it leverages the customer's historical usage or historical behavior pattern on the app or in the service, and using that as a good indicator for future actions. This segmentation approach uh, receives a much higher attention in the industry because it's focused on the data patterns and uh, usage habits, and it will be the focus of our discussion as well. Now that we have covered the customer segmentation from a business perspective, let's switch gear and dive into the data science side of how to do customer segmentation.
especially on the behavioral side. First one, on the data science perspective, we need to understand what is the feature space that we are operating up on. For the behavior segmentation approaches, the commonly used three features are recency, frequency, and monetary. And this three is called RFM analysis. The recency describes how recently this customer uses this product or service. The frequency tells how frequent these customers use this service. And the monetary is related to how much monetary value this customer has invested into this product or has spent on this product. With the recency, frequency, and monetary analysis, it can provide a reasonable picture about a snapshot view on how this user acts on this product. Now we understand what are the three types of features we can use for customer segmentation based on the behavior side. Let's take a look at the algorithm perspective. The algorithm we'll be using is the clustering algorithm. Clustering algorithm is one type of unsupervised machine learning method with the goal of creating clusters where the within-group difference is minimized and the between-group difference is maximized. Among many different clustering techniques, the k-means cluster is one of the most frequently and widely applied. The k-mean algorithm has a definition of centroid which represent the cluster center. And their primary objective is to minimize the sum of the squared distance between each data point to their respected cluster centroid. And through this minimization, that will make the clusters as compact as possible and distinct from each other. There are several steps involved in the k-mean algorithm. Step one is called initialization. One needs to select the number of clusters you want to identify within the dataset. And then the algorithm will randomly initiate k centroids as the initial cluster centers. That is step one, initialization. Then we move to the step two, which is called assignment. In this step, it measures the distance between each data point to all the centroids and assign each data point to the nearest centroid, therefore creating k clusters. Now we move to step three, which is the update step. In the update step, it recalculates the centroids of the newly formed clusters by computing the mean of all the data points assigned to each cluster. Then step four is more like a repeat process. It repeats step two and step three 
so that can iterate this assignment and update steps until things are converged. By seeing converged, it means that the centroids is no longer changing significantly or when a specific number of iterations is reached. After the fourth step has gone through, the algorithm ends up with k different clusters, and each have their characterized centroids, and each data point belongs to the cluster with the nearest centroids. The cluster algorithm is completed. After knowing how the k-mean clustering algorithm works, it is very important for us to take a look at the hyperparameter, which is the number of clusters involved. This hyperparameter can be tuned, which means that we need to find the right number of clusters involved. The way to identify the right number of clusters involved is to calculate two metrics involved with the clustering algorithm. The two metrics involved are called distortion and inertia. Distortion calculates the average square distance between each data point and the center of the cluster. And inertia is the sum of the square distance of each sample to the closest cluster centroid. And the elbow method is commonly used in clustering analysis to determine the optimal number of clusters. This is a value that explains the maximum amount of variance of the data with a minimized number of clusters. Graphically, one can see that the value k is a point where an elbow in the curve is observed. To wrap it up, in this episode, we take a look at what is customer segmentation and how to leverage k-mean clustering algorithm based on behavior information on frequency, recency, and the monetary segment analysis features to generate the customer segmentation algorithmatically. If you like the content of this episode, please subscribe to the channel. Give me a 5-star review and leave a comment. Your feedback is very appreciated and I'll see you next week.